Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Brazil and I am the host of the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games today. I have the absolutely incredible Georgia Malim. She's of USA Track and Field. She does hurdles, which is very fun and interesting. We learn a little bit about that. And she was an Olympian back in 2012. Georgian is an incredible person. She was so charismatic and so much fun to talk to. I'm so grateful and lucky that I had this opportunity. So please enjoy this episode with Georgia Malim. All right, today, 2012 Olympian Georgian. Oh no, Moline. Yeah. Yes. All right, Georgian Moline, USA Track and Field hurdles. As I said, 2012 Olympian, born March 6, 1990, in cold, snowy Missoula, Montana. But she graduated from Thunderbird High School in Phoenix, Arizona. Was a state champion her junior and senior year in the 100 and the 300. Uh, she attended the University of Arizona, setting records all over the board, and won the Pac-12 title in the 400-meter hurdles in 2012, placed second at the 2012 Olympic trials, placed fifth at the 2012 Olympics, and recently won a gold medal in 2018 at the World Indoor Championships. Georgian, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am, I'm super happy about it, but believe me, the pleasure is all mine. So as I said in the beginning, were born in Missoula, but you ended up hanging out in Phoenix for a little while. I'm a little bit happier in the warm weather, so I lived in Phoenix, as I told you, so I'm, I'm glad you made it there, but tell us about that. Tell us about the beginning of your life before, you know, you became famous and, and an, uh, an Olympian. Yeah, so I, yeah, I was born in Montana. I only lived there until I was four, and then my mom decided she just, you know, she didn't want, she wanted to create a better life for me, and she thought she knew people in Arizona, so she's like, hey, you know what, maybe that's the place, you know, so uh, yeah, we just packed our bags and went down to Phoenix. <laughs> Not bad. Was it, was it just you and your mother? It, it, yep, it was just me and my mom. Very it's cool. been like that most, yeah, pretty much all of my life. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, again, I love Phoenix. It was such a great place. Um, all the cities around it, which are pretty much just Phoenix, as we were saying before, but I loved it. It was so cool. And again, the weather, right? I mean, oh, it's perfect, except in, in the summer. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I wasn't there in the summer. I was there in the winter. And when it's oh, like 80 degrees sense. and all your friends, I'm up here in the Northeast and it's like four degrees and I'm just laughing oh. at them in a t shirt. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> at um, the pool, you yeah, know? Uh huh. Uh huh. Grilling in December is, is weird, but I loved it. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll roll with it. So, so in, in Phoenix, so it sounds like you spent a, I mean, a pretty big majority of your life there. Um, totally. Is it what, what got you into, hurdles like was was it just because it's I mean it's summer practically all year round there and you have the ability to just continuously be outside yeah I mean it was kind of actually more for the social aspect I I joined track in high school so I didn't do it um you know I didn't do club track or anything like that I didn't really know about it and my mom just didn't really have money to put me in something like that but um so yeah I did it just because um I everyone made the team in high school you know no one gets cut so I was like all right this is a win-win so let's do this and um yeah my coach saw me he was like wow you're tall I'm 5'10 and he's like yeah you should do the hurdles and I was like okay sure I guess you know and I just kind of fell into them and I hated them the first couple weeks because I mean, who really likes the hurdles when you first start? I mean, you fall over them. You don't know how to go over them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it ended up being like, I ended up loving it. And my mom was like, okay, hey, you have to finish out the year at least, Georgian. 
you know, you can't quit. And I was like, fine. And then I finished out the year, obviously. And then I was like, wait, I kind of like this. <laughs> that is really funny. I will be honest. Those are always my favorite videos on the internet, watching people stumble over those. And it's yeah. so sad because I mean, I can never do it. I can never do it. So I'm not here to, to laugh at someone's demise, but man, those are hilarious. Yeah, because watching people don't realize how heavy they are. Exactly. And I mean, if you just continuously run into those, I mean, my shins, that, that doesn't sound fun at all. So, you know, kudos yeah. to you guys for for continuously doing that and uh, you know, just keep rocking and rolling. So let's actually talk about hurdles for a little bit. Um, okay. Can they fall down? I don't think anybody knows. Is there a rule? Because, I mean, obviously you know, but yeah. I've watched so many races and sometimes I see every single one fall down and the person still wins or gets second and yes. I'm just very confused. So if you don't yeah. mind, just like lay in the groundwork for us. Talk to us like we're five. Yeah, so you can't – it can't look like you're intentionally knocking them down. So if it looks like you have your lead leg and you're just kicking them down – you will to get disqualified. However, if they do fall down, but it's unintentional, um, that is actually like a point against, I mean, okay, it's a point against you in the way that, um, you know, it, it's, you don't want to hit the hurdles because it slows you down. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if anything, you try not to do that. So um, yeah, it's allowed for them to fall. <laughs> Definitely. Just not intentionally. Just not intentionally. Okay. Yeah. I will remember that. I will try to remember <laughs> that the next time I'm watching someone jump over them. So with, um, so in, in high school, going back to, going back to Arizona for a little bit, you won and you did some pretty incredible things. So you didn't start doing hurdles until your freshman year. Yeah. And then, so by your junior year, you're already winning state champions championships and it's not like you were at the smallest high school around you were at a pretty big high school right yeah 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 it was it was pretty decent high school yeah, yeah. so the competition <laughs> you're playing against is also from bigger high schools usually means better athletes only because there's so many more people so definitely what was that like i mean just that that's a quick turnaround learning the sport and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like oh wait i'm the best in this pretty competitive state at something two years in a row like how how did you handle that was it a growth spurt was it was it something specific or was it just, I mean, you had this talent, you just didn't know about it? Yeah, I think it was more about the talent, to be honest. Like, I was always, if you put me in practice, I'm going to give it my all. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I always worked really hard. However, in high school, you know, I didn't know much about, like, how to eat healthy or how to recover my body or how to properly warm up. So, I think, like, a lot of people in high school, you're kind of just going off of talent, you know? Um, so, I think that was the case for me also, like, you know, I did the work that my coach gave me. I never skipped days. I was at practice every single day, never missed a day. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I definitely got injured going into college just because I didn't know how to take care of my body properly. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I did. Yeah. I did see that. But I mean, again, just two years in a row winning two state titles in two different events. I mean, I just think that's incredible. I mean, going oh, from never know, like, oh, I never ran track. Oh, you're tall. Okay, cool. I'll do it. Yeah. I don't really like it. No, you have to do it. Okay, mom. Sounds good. And then all I of a sudden now you win. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's always, I always love talking to Olympians because there's always a story that's something along those lines where it's just kind of this random thing. You're like, well, I don't have, I'm new to high school. Let's try track. Let's see what happens. And now, I mean, you went to the Olympics. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really funny, actually, because in high school, I love the 100-meter hurdles, um, and I actually taught myself how to three-step because I guess my stride pattern, I just, one day, like, I, he, he taught everyone how to four-step because, you know, when you're just learning, or even five-step, and I was like, I don't like this. I feel like I could open up more, so I opened up my legs, and all of a sudden, I'm three-stepping, and that's how I, like, was able to beat so many people in high school um, in the 100 hurdles, and the 300 hurdles was something I actually didn't like at all, but he was like, 
you know, Georgian, like you, you need to do this race as well. So it was something that I just kind of, yeah, I don't know. The 300 hurdles was just something like to keep me in shape. I was like, fine, I'll do it, <laughs> you if know? You, and it ended up being like, yeah. Too funny. So if you don't actually mind kind of explaining like three step, four step, five step, um, how, what's, what's the distance of the hurdles in each of these races? Like how, how explain that a little bit more just so we have a, a good understanding of the sport. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. I haven't ran hundred hurdles since high school. So it's been over 10 years. So to be honest, I don't know the exact measurements in between, um, someone like, you know, um, but all pros three step. I mean, it is a given, but in high school you, you have some people that four step, which means they take the same lead leg with, um, I mean, they take, they switch. I'm so sorry. They switch every other hurdle. So they'll take the right lead leg, then the left, then the right, then the left. Okay. But when you three-step, you um, you keep the same dominant leg the whole way through. Okay, cool, um, cool, cool. So, yeah. So when I was able to do that, I was taking one less step than everyone else, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, then, so naturally <laughs> you're going to be faster, right? No, that's, yeah, that, have that the totally advantage. Sense. So then yeah. with with the number of hurdles is is it yep. is it the same number in each race just the distance is wider or how how exactly does that work yep. so the 100 meter hurdles and the 400 meter hurdles um if we're talking about 400 meter hurdles mm-hmm. they both have 10 yep okay they both have 10 they're just um differently spread out so very cool okay yeah. that makes sense but yeah i mean it also sounds like you have a little bit of a a, a little bit of time after you do kick your shin to, you know, kind of walk that <laughs> off a little bit and then go jump to the next one. So the 400 definitely makes sense. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And then no as you, you alluded to it, I, you had an injury. Yep. Your first year of college, if I'm not mistaken, you redshirted, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. That my stinks. first year. <laughs> it stinks. But I mean, like I, I watch a lot of college football. So I know if you're a redshirt freshman, it's like kind of cool, you know, you get yeah. that year, hang out a little bit. So, I mean, it could be worse, but um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I'm sure you still had a good time. <laughs> Arizona is a pretty cool place. So what, what was it then like? I mean, again, just going from, your freshman year of high school, never even considering the sport to now you're in college and in 2012, you're, you're winning a Pac-12 title uh, again, you know, one of, it's like, how did, how did all this make sense to you? Did you even know kind of like, obviously you knew what was going on, but did you really yeah. grasp no. it that much? <laughs> no, to be honest, it was something like my mom always told me you're going to go to college, you know, and if that meant she had to get three jobs, she was going to make sure I went to college. So my thought process was, well, I'm just going to get a scholarship somehow. So my mom doesn't have to pay for it, you know, because that's, that's just, that's my only job, you know? And so that happened. And all I was thinking like, okay, I never thought about going pro. It was more, more about just paying for my schooling and getting through college and getting a degree. And in the meantime, you know, running tracks, cause that's, was my job, you mm-hmm. know, as an athlete. So our student athlete. Um, but honestly, for me, it was more so my coach, like I had injury after injury after injury, but yet he was always in my head, like, Hey, you're going to be all right. You got to take control of the things you have control over that is eating healthy. And that's when my diet started to change, you know, getting good rest, um, doing all your rehab and everything you need to do. So for me, it was just like constant, constant focus on the things that I needed to, uh, needed to do and the things that I had control over. And mm-hmm. before you knew it everything just kind of started to come together. And that's when 2012 just was like, I guess people would say my breakout year. And then people hadn't heard of me before and they're like, where's this girl coming from? But little did they know I had been dealing with just so much. And finally all the pieces came together for Mm -hmm. me. 
That is yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> obviously very, very unfortunate with the injuries, but it's, hey, it worked and it got you to where you go. So we're not going to be too angry about it, I guess. So, exactly. Yeah, I guess let, let's talk about 2012 because as you said, your breakout year, I mean, you win. What is the order of events? Because again, you won the Pac-12 title, obviously the Olympic trials and then the Olympics. Like what did, was it Pac-12 trials first? Um, yeah, yeah. So there's the Pac-12. And so after, um, it was the year yeah, that year, um, I had, yeah, I had been undefeated actually all year. And then I went to nationals and I was the favorite to win. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to win my first title, hopefully, you know, but I, obviously nothing's ever given. So I'm thinking, I just got to do what I've been doing. That's all I got to do. And I fall on my face at hurdle eight, just Ooh. on my face. I get up and I'm just running and I'm just thinking, no, you can still like, cause this, it was in the first round. I was mm -hmm, like, you can mm -hmm. still make the final, you know? And of course I took last and all my competitors were so sweet. They all hugged me and I was crying and they were crying. I was like, ah, oh. but um, it was the greatest thing to happen. I think because in that moment I was like, I'm not ending my season like this. There's no way I'm ending my season like this. Coach Harvey mentioned the Olympic trials. To be honest, it wasn't something that was really in my sights, but Hey, you know what? Let's go for it. It's a win-win situation, right? <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I went to the Olympic trials and made it all the way to the final and placed second. And I was like, how did this just happen? You know, I just, it never felt real to me. That is so cool. I mean, getting second place in the country at literally anything, I don't care what it is. That's absolutely incredible. Um, so like what, what, when you, as you said, you kind of just went because almost like, well, worst comes to worst, I go to the Olympic trials and my season ends there. That's killer. All right. Like cool. you're there. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but little did you know, you're kind of one of the best in the country at the time. So that is just super cool. So what was that like when you actually like at what point during your time at the trials were you like, actually, I think I have a pretty good shot at this. Cause actually, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm not great at this. I'm getting better. I promise. What, <laughs> um, what is the qualification uh, necessities? Is it like top three, top five? How, who goes to the Olympics? Yeah. So top three only. You, ha okay. you have to make it all the way to the final. So they mm -hmm, do an elimination mm -hmm. process and you have to have the A standard. So yeah. you can't just all of a sudden like take third on a, like, and it was a really slow race. And if you don't have the A standard, you, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You still can't go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you ha obviously you have the A standard already. Yep. Um, so yeah. then you go there, you get second, but I guess at what point during what round were you like, Oh my gosh, like you're looking at everyone else's numbers and realizing and watching them race. I'm sure you've done it long enough. Um, that you were like, oh, wow, I have a pretty legitimate shot to, to get, get going. Yeah. So honestly, it was probably in the first round um, in the prelims where, but only because I'm telling you, my coach was the only reason, my coach and my mom were the only reasons I actually thought I had a chance because my coach constantly told me, it would never set you up for failure. What I'm telling you right now is because it's what you're capable of. Whether or not you reach it, is, it's okay. You know, I'm just letting you know, you have the capabilities of making this final, Jordan. And so all he had me focus on, I think he didn't want to freak me out. I think he wanted to be like, you're about to make this team, you know? But he was like, you just focus on that final. You do what you got to do in the first round. We'll get your body recovered, you know, and um, you may get to the second round. So let's just take it one round at a time. But then I just knew, I was like, oh, he wants me to actually like, try to make a final. Okay. But I just took it one round at a time. So um, when I was in, when I finally had made the final, my coach, we had talked and he like kind of started crying. I was like, what's wrong coach? He's like, I just keep visualizing Georgian. I'm not trying to, I don't want to put pressure on you. There's no pressure. If you make this team, 
you know, you deserve it. And if you don't, it's okay. You know, wow, what a great season, you know? But he, he started crying and he's like, Georgiana, I just see you making this team. I just, I'm visualizing, I hear it. I just, I know it to be true. You just go out there and you be you. And I'm like, okay, that's all I have to do. Like nothing special. He's like, no, you just go out there and you be you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. And I played second. It was like the greatest feeling ever. <laughs> that is so cool. What was it like, like looking up there and, and seeing the rings next to your name and, and you know, oh, the man. people that were chasing after you and all that. I mean, what is, what is that feeling like? What are those emotions like? Cause I will never, ever know what it's like. So that I have to live vicariously <laughs> through you if that's okay. It really didn't even still click. I was just like, I, all I thought about, okay, so everyone that made the team got this really cool red um, um, jacket and t pants. And all I thought was like, oh, I want that jacket and pants. And when I was wearing it, I was like, wow, I got the jacket and pants. Like, I'm not thinking. <laughs> you know, I think I was just in such awe. Like, mm -hmm. I was on this high that I just couldn't, I didn't realize what was going on. Even flying to London, you know, and you have people that realize that you're on the flight going to the Olympics, so they ask for your autograph. And I'm like, why do they want my, I don't I'm nobody. What are they talking about? And even then it didn't hit you, you know, like it. Yeah. I think it hit me going back to school in 2013 and in class and kids just knowing my name and being like, hi, Georgian, are you the Olympian? I'm like, what? Yeah, I think. <laughs> I did no, get but, those pants. They're pretty great pants. So I know I got the pants and the jackets, so I guess. <laughs> that is too funny. I mean, that's such an incredible story. I love it. So, you know, let, let's just go right into it then. I mean, going to London, as you said, you're, you're on the plane, you get your 800 pieces of clothing and your shoes and all yeah. that stuff right here. That part's pretty cool. But what was so, it like? Yeah. Um, being there, like, did you try and did you try and talk to as many of the other athletes as possible? Did you try and just stay focused? I mean, when was your event during this? Uh, during at the, the end. Oh, okay. So the very okay. end. Yeah. Yeah. So so at that point, I guess, were you just like stuck in your room? Do they even have Netflix in 2012? I don't remember. Like just stuck in your room, <laughs> staring at the TV. Yeah, right. I don't remember. It's only not. Uh, no, that's actually a great question because I don't think we like Netflix was like a thing, right? Isn't that crazy in the world, man? <laughs> yeah. But like, what what was it like when you went? Like, so you had to wait the whole time. So were you just trying to just stay focused and ready and, and sleep as much as possible, or were you really trying to get out there and experience? Because I mean, not everybody gets a second shot at the Olympics, right? Yeah, I think it honestly, like I was nervous, but my way to kind of control my nerves is, you know, I, I didn't know anyone that made this team. This was my first USA teams. I had no idea who these people were. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very social. I like to be around people and talk and make friends. So that's exactly what I did. I became really close with a lot of people and just kind of hung out with them. And um, the more that I could kind of forget that I was running at the Olympics, the better I could like prepare myself, keep my nerves down, preserve my energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So other than practice, like, you know, going out to practice and doing my recovery, um, I just kind of, yeah, you know, I didn't do a whole bunch of walking, especially days leading into it, but especially, yeah, the first couple of days, I mean, I did the opening ceremonies and that was so amazing, but, um, yeah, I just kind of, I went to a basketball game, got tickets to that. Very um, yeah, I just like try to do little things here and there just to keep my mind off of, running because at the end of the day like I couldn't control what I was going to do on that day other than when that day came you mm -hmm. know so I try not to focus on it at all really <laughs> no I mean again you know that's I think it's incredible that you you got the opportunity to go I mean not got the opportunity you deserved it um you you, oh, thank you. you earned the opportunity to go and you get all that time and I, I've spoken with enough athletes at this point and it sounds like having your event as soon as possible seems like a really cool way to do it because you get your event you get out of the way and then you are just yeah. 
essentially free to do whatever you want at that point. You have nothing yeah. to worry about. So it's cool how you kind of take that mentality almost as ah, I really can't do much until the day I race. Like as long as I'm eating right and, and, and doing everything I need to do. So it, exactly. it's like it worked out. So did you kind of run around London a little bit and try and just check out the, the surrounding area or were you really just kind of confined to the, uh, the, the village as much as possible? I, I really stayed in the village because I wanted, I, I, I didn't want like something just crazy weird to happen. Mm. I'm like, really? I messed up my shot at the Olympics. So the village is huge and it was connected to this like humongous mall, like the biggest mall I'd ever been in my life. So um, what was cool is my mom came and my aunt, uncle and a family friend and one of my best friends. So I had like a little group of people, you know, and I would meet them at the mall and we'd eat there and we'd walk around and um, stuff like that. But I tried to not go out of the village too much just because I knew I was like, you know, I was good to go if I just stayed nearby. <laughs> you can and, always, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, oh, you sorry. Go. no, you go. Oh, I was just saying like, and the, like some of the sponsors have these things called like houses. We call them houses where you go and like Procter and Gamble, for example, they had this house where your family and friends and you can bring your laundry and they'll use Tide to do your laundry. You can get manicures and get your hair done. So there was still stuff to do around, you know, mm -hmm. the village, which was really, really cool. No, absolutely. I mean, the, the, you can, you can always go back to London right like it, exactly. that's an easy one i've been to london and i've never been to the olympics so like yeah, see? back to london that's not a problem uh so no yeah. I, I it totally makes sense of what you're doing so um let's get to the competition part i mean again you finished fifth in the world and and one thing i think that's kind of a mistake and mostly i mean media driven but it is what it is is you know if, i'm sure you've seen it and heard it like if you didn't get a medal it's almost like oh well i think that's yeah. ridiculous I mean, yeah, so, in the uh, world at something, it's like, oh, yeah. you're thinking about five medals, you would have got one big deal. Like, so that's one thing that I, I'm not a huge fan of is how everything is, oh, if you got a medal, it's great. If not, no, I mean, you're representing us on the biggest stage. You got fifth in the world. I mean, if I could be 500th in the world at anything, I'd be super happy. About <laughs> it. So I think it's incredible. So thank you so much for representing us in, in, in such an amazing way. So when, when you are out there racing, I found that there's almost like a, a, a two different sides of the spectrum it's either you you pretend like it's hey this is just another race i've done this a hundred thousand times not a big deal or it's oh my gosh i'm at the olympics so let's use all this energy the adrenaline the motivation and roll and if i'm not mistaken you had a couple personal records while at the olympics so yeah i think i might know what side you fall on but i want to hear it from you i mean how how did you kind of handle that that dichotomy of understanding like yes this is another race but it's also probably one of the biggest races of your life yeah, um, I think for me, there really was no pressure. I think already because I had PR'd so much that year and um, people didn't really expect me to make the Olympic team. So when I, I think I PR'd in my first round, my prelim, it was like, wow, okay, I PR'd again. And um, that was awesome. But really, I just treated each race as if, like some people, like veterans, like now, if I were to run a prelim or a semi, I would run it differently. I wouldn't just mm -hmm. go all out, you know? But at that time, I didn't know how to do that. So my coach was like, we can get you recovered in 24 hours. You just run. Don't you worry about trying to slow up. And no, you just run, okay? And I'm like, okay. So that's exactly what I did. And um, so when it came to the final, to be honest, I was the youngest in the field. No one was even worried about me. But so I, I didn't feel, I mean, I always feel nervous because I really care. Like every time I step to a line, I don't care what type of meat it's at or whatever. I get nervous, you know? Um, so I was nervous, but I was also like, Hey, I can't lose here. You know, I made it all the way to the final and the process of just getting to the final itself 
is so hard and stressful. It's like, hey, just have fun now. Like, it can only go up from here. And yeah, I PR'd and I finished uh, 53.9 after a long collegiate season. So I was really happy. That is so cool. And it's just <laughs> incredible that you were able to do that and really just be able to just, I mean, figure it out. It's not like, again, you know, thinking back to so 2012, you were 22 at the time, right? So it's yeah. like, you're just like, okay, coach, sounds good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. whatever. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just run. So uh, it's, it sounds pretty adorable. And again, it sounds like it worked out pretty well. So that is incredible. So again, thank you so much. Fifth in the world. I mean, yeah. like that's, that's got a pretty cool ring to it. I don't know. Top 10 is pretty cool to me. And you made it to yeah. the final and there's only eight races in the final, right? Yeah. Yeah. So already top 10 in the world. Not too bad. So thank you I so know. much for that. I <laughs> really appreciate it. So I, um, um, anything else on the Olympics that you just want to touch on before, before we move on to the next topic? No, I think you did a good job of like kind of hitting everything about the Olympics. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I've done it a few times. So hopefully I'm starting to get a little bit better at this. But yeah, you've um, been good. Thank, thank you. Uh, positive reinforcement. Let's roll with it. Um, <laughs> one thing that I spoke about with you before we hit the record button was between 2012 and 2018, I, the internet doesn't know anything that you've done. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened, I guess, and obviously you get fifth in the world, you're probably gunning for 2016, right? Um, yeah. What happened? I'm just kind of curious to talk as deep or as shallow as you'd like about kind of those, those few yeah. years. Yeah, I'll kind of touch base. Like 2013, I come back um, is when a lot of mental struggles, mental barriers started to appear for mm. me. And it was hard because now I had Olympian attached to my name. So when I go into a race, and of course, I'm going to lose races, you know, and I'm going to win mm -hmm. some too. Um, it was like, you'd see articles like Olympian, Georgianne Moline falls short. And it's like, wait, is there something wrong with that? Like, I, I don't understand what's going on. And yeah, it really messed with my mind. So um, outdoor season came and um, my number one rival was Corey Carter. And we went, you know, head to head and she won the Pac-12 title that year. I took second. But I just, at so many races, I just mentally, I, I was already defeated before I stepped to the line. And, uh, but we made it to nationals and she got the collegiate record and I ran a PR of 53.7. It, it was a great year, but mentally I started to, that's when everything started to really fall down for me. Um, so kind of went into the next year and the next year. And, um, but finally 2016, I was like, you know what, Georgian, like I was still getting like top five, top seven in the world, my rankings, I just wasn't doing what I was capable of doing, you know? And uh, so 2016 rolls around and I am like, all right, I got to make, you know, I started putting pressure on myself. I got to make this next, next Olympics because I already made one. So um, one day I was at practice, it was a Monday <laughs> and I'm running and I just like pull up. I feel something in my back and I'm like, this isn't okay. Come to find out I had a slight herniation and um, L5S1. Mm. Yeah. So, but in my head, I'm like, no, I'm still going to these trials. They're in two weeks. Like this is not happening to me. Uh, or maybe it was a week and a half. I still flew out to Eugene. Um, I got an epidural shot before. I mean, I did everything, everything I possibly could. And, um, I just couldn't step to the line. So obviously I didn't get to compete in the trials. I pulled out. Um, and you want to know something so crazy about that is, mm -hmm. Um, so the lane that I, so I had pulled out and I thought I pulled out early enough, but they, I guess they just preserved the lane. They didn't like reseed or anything. So lane five or six or something, um, a discus right where the girls were coming around the corner flew onto the track, onto my lane, right when they were about to run. 
and everyone was like, wasn't that Georgian Slane? Like, isn't that crazy to think about? Mm, like, the universe. There's a works. reason. <laughs> yeah, the universe works in weird ways. I don't know. That's, yeah. All right. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, though, that was crazy. But 2016 was such a learning year for me. I started to see someone about my back. He does functional movement type of stuff. So I see him to this day and he has really found my deficiencies in my body and the reason why my back even, why that even happened. I never had to have surgery. Um, it was the greatest thing to happen to me because I found him and then I started seeing my psychologist even more and I'm just in a different place right now. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited for this world here because although I still get nervous, I still put pressure on myself. I know how to manage my distractions, you know, mm -hmm. and I know how to get myself back to where I want so I can go and compete, you know, love, <laughs> love this again. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've been doing it for so long. You might as well, I mean, you spend so much time, you might as well enjoy it. Right. So, um, of course, yeah. no, that, that's, that's great to know. Um, I know one thing that, uh, a lot of Olympians and former Olympian, well, there's no such thing as a former Olympian, retired Olympians or, or past yeah. Olympians do struggle with, you know, some of that mental aspect of the sport. And, um, you know, obviously depends on the sport more than others, but, you know, thank you for, for being open and honest and intimate with us we really appreciate it because i mean it's part of your story um you know we yeah. don't want to you know, we don't want to cut anything that you've done short it's unfortunate about the injuries um you know i that's the one thing i love sports so much and if there's anything that i could ever wish it would just be an injury free everything because i want to see the best competition at the top constantly um, you know, moving forward. And that's just always one thing that I've seen that just kind of brings down every sport. And it's a necessity of kind of almost, but um, you know, it is what it is. And Hopefully yeah, we don't deal with it too much more, but you know, obviously you're still competing. As I said, you recently just won a yeah. gold medal this year, if I'm not mistaken. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that like? I mean, knowing that okay, you're back, maybe not to to. I mean, obviously gold, so you're one of the best in the world. But like, what is is that any? I guess validation of continuing, or, or did you ever need anything like that? Even no, I think it was more so. Um, so I felt a lot of pressures as well because like, um, my contract was starting to be up with Nike. And so I was like, I need to show them that I'm fit. I can do this. So people have this already preconceived notion that 400 hurdlers don't know how to run the open 400. And it is a weird thing. You know, you would think, yeah, every 400 hurdler can run a 400, but think about how many 400 hurdlers actually run the open. They, not a lot of them, you know? So just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is the difference? It's just, it's so, so the hurdles is more of like a rhythm. So it's a rhythm, but it's also a sprint, but it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like this phenomenon. Like, what is it? I don't know. But, um, you put barriers in front of someone and they know how to run over that, but you put them in the open four and their time is not nearly as fast. It's a really interesting thing. That is interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Now your homework is to go and look and yeah. see how the 400 hurdlers I'm gonna, actually. <laughs> I am falling down a YouTube hole tonight, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I think my thing was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to make Team USA in the open four and people are going to be like, what is this girl doing? You know, but I'm doing it. And I obviously, I made the relay and in the prelim, I had one of the fastest or the fastest splits. So I made it to the final um, with them. And yeah, we got the American record, got gold. It was, it was more so just to show me like, hey, I'm fit. I'm fast. Like, and more so to be like, why not? Like, I want to do this and just show like, these companies out there like, Hey, I know I've been injured. I, I didn't, I couldn't help that I was injured, but I'm showing you right now I'm fit and I'm ready. Let's do this. You know? So, um, yeah, I did that for a lot of different reasons and I was really happy with the outcome. I mean, it was so fun being with those girls and, you know, being able to do like an indoor season, make a world team on like 
I had never done that before, you know, for an indoor season. <laughs> so well, that was con- cool. Congratulations. I mean, American record, that's pretty cool too. Now, I mean, yeah. the world is something, America, that's in America is something, second best in America. I mean, clearly you're, you're pretty good at this running stuff, a little bit better than most people. So congratulations oh, on that you. again. So now the next question, 2020, we're gunning for it, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely at least two more Olympics. That's the plan here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I feel just in a different place. I think for a couple of years, like I said before about the mental struggles, I was just not in a good place. I didn't know how to separate. Like I I couldn't, my work as a person relied on what I did on the track and it really messed with me. Mm -hmm. So now I'm finally in a place that I'm like, hey, track is just something that I love to do. And I've been blessed with the talent, the gift, and like the hard work doing it. You know, it's it's not who I am. So uh, yes, I'm really excited for 2020 and um, yeah, and 2024. Yeah, yeah, and 2024. So so are you still competing? Are you now just competing in the 400 relay, the open 400 relay, or are you still competing in the hurdles? What is your, I guess, game plan going in? Yeah, well, interesting. As I came out with a little number. You don't have to give it all up. You don't have to give it all up. There's secrets. (laughs) Keep them to yourself. I'm on your team. Believe me. No, No, I definitely actually came out on Instagram about this. Indoor, I'm actually going to take on the 800. Super excited. Um, Yeah, so I did at our inner squad meet, we just had like a time trial type of thing for the six. I ran like a 128. My PR is 126, but um, we got a good load of training coming this month. And so I'm really excited for my first couple races. I'm going to go to Iowa, and then I'm going to go to Camel City Elite. So those are the only two I'm confirmed for right now. But you'll see me in either a six in Iowa or an eight. I'm not sure. But Camel City Elite, I'll be doing the 800. I'm really excited. Very cool. Well, congratulations. I love it. Yeah, and don't thanks. worry. All of your social media information will be in the show notes so everyone can follow you. Uh, awesome. If they don't already. I don't know why they don't already. But um, <laughs> So then one thing I always like to ask, and this one clearly sounds like it's going to be a little bit further off if we're going for 2020 and 2024. So, I mean, and this question is for 2025, I guess. But I always want to make sure that I'm, I'm giving you the platform that you deserve. So, I mean, one thing that you and I even spoke about and every athlete kind of knows is your career career comes to an end much earlier even if you go to 40 totally you know most people work till they're 70 right so I mean you, yeah. have, you have a pretty significant amount of time thankfully you were able to go to college or you earned the rate to go to college and, and you graduated from uh, Arizona which is a great school I hear they have a lot of fun down there too which is always a good thing yeah. but what um what are your plans I guess after and again I'm not trying to kick you out of the sport we still have two more Olympics to go to so yeah. we got a while but what are your do you have any ideas are you trying to formulate anything businesses working somewhere something specific that you want to get into yeah so it's actually really interesting I know I don't know exactly what I want to do but I know what I want it to entail I in this process this past year I've gotten eight different sponsorships and created such amazing, amazing relationships with these companies and being a part of that. Like I, I see those being farther than, you know, track and field and everything, Mm -hmm. whether that's behind the scenes of those or not, I'm not sure, but I do know I want to have a club track team. I, I love inspiring youth because of how far where I've come, you know, I can relate and I want to, I want people to be able to, you know, be in the sport of track and field, regardless of money or anything. So, um, that's something I want to do as well. But to be honest, like to have like a title of like what exactly I want to do, I'm not sure. I, I'm really not. But so many doors have been open the last couple of years, and I just see a lot more being opened as well. So, um, 
so yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I don't know if I can answer that question per se, but that's definitely the route I want to go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And no, that's always great. And again, you know, I'm not trying to kick you out of the sport. You've been doing this a long time. I want yeah. you to keep doing it. Um, but it's always something that I'm just curious. Um, yeah. Now knowing though that you have two more Olympics, I mean, shoot. Yeah. You got six, seven, eight years. Yeah, I got some time. Georgianne, this was absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Georgianne Moline. I got it yep. again. 2012 <laughs> Olympian USA track and field hurdles. Now the open four kind of, or maybe the eight. I don't know. I guess yep. we'll see. We'll see. Look, I'm <laughs> for the eight, so excited for that. So thank you so, so much, Georgian. I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Georgianne Moline. As I said, she was incredible, super charismatic, such a fun person to speak with, and really just to learn and understand everything that she went through. So if you guys don't mind, make sure to follow Georgianne on all of her socials, which will be in the show notes. Make sure to follow us as well at ourathletes.us on Instagram and at ourathletesusa on Twitter. Make sure to please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this episode. But as amazing as Georgianne's um, story is, all of these athletes that have been on Team USA and been to the Olympics has some pretty incredible stories. So please make sure they know about all those as well. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.